Hello there, and welcome back to the Mets Council podcast, the podcast for counseling regarding your New York Mets. I'm your host, John Anthony Arisso, and today, this episode is going to be about free agents, all about free agents. Uh, the season is over. The off season is very, very nigh, and... um I have a feeling, just have a feeling, knock on wood, I don't know you could heard that, I knocked on my desk, I think it's going to be a good offseason, I do, um, but we'll talk about the free agents, obviously there's a ton of big names out there, including some Mets that are free agents, um, I think some of the Mets, I, I think I'm going to do an entire episode just dedicated to Mets, today is going to be about uh, players who are not Mets, who I'd like to see in Mets, or just talking about free agents in general. Um, I do want to mention a few things before we get started on that free agent talk. Um, I heard that my last episode, the audio was a little bit um, messed up. I, I hope, I think I figured out what's wrong. Uh, I hope it's a little bit better this time. Uh so let me know if it's a little bit better this time. Um, I think it might be. Uh, I think I might have fixed the problem. Maybe I didn't. And and let me know. Um, the other thing I do want to mention is I want to talk about right now. Um, you know, a little bit, a little bit of what happened last episode. So if you didn't watch episode one, I'm not going to recap the whole thing. Um, I am going to try to, you know, summarize that and, and, um, make it a little bit new here, um, in the sense that, well, how do I feel about the Mets wildcard loss and the 2022 season as a whole? Well, again, I would listen to that episode if I were you, um, a shameless plug right there. But, um, I, I think knowing the information that we know now, right, I, I recorded that episode before uh, the Phillies beat the Braves and moved on. I recorded that episode before the Padres beat the Dodgers and moved on. Um, And I think that, if anything, just still proves my point that uh, my whole point in that, in that um, podcast, which, you know, I I make a ton of different points that, that lead up to this is that the the postseason is really a gamble. You can't, guarantee anything. Um, and I think this postseason has, has proved it. Uh, the, the Phillies have a legitimate chance to make the world series. Um, if you asked a majority of people at the beginning of this season, if the Phillies would make the world series, a ton of them would, would bet. No, they would say no, including myself. I would never guess the Phillies were to make the World Series. Now, they didn't yet, but they have a really good chance to. Uh, they are right there ahead of the Padres in the Series 2-1, I believe. I'm going to check right now. And and the third game is going on right when I record this. Yes, they're ahead of the Padres 2-1 in the Series. And right now, they are beating the Padres 10-6 in the top of the eighth. So they could go up three to one on the Padres and they have a legitimate chance to go to the world series, uh, which is crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. Um, so seeing the Padres beat the Dodgers and seeing the Phillies beat the Braves, um, you know, it, it does make me feel a little bit better in the sense that we, it, we weren't an outlier. It wasn't just us. It was, it was less about us being bad and more about the Padres being hot, I would say. Although I would say there were some some players and some things, especially pitching, that did not, um, you know, live up to expectation in the postseason. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is looking towards the future, right? We're going to look towards the offseason. We're going to look towards next year. Um, so like I said, um, I, 
I'm going to do a whole nother video about all of the Mets. Uh, so that would be DeGrom and Nemo and Diaz and all of them. Um, Advino, Lugo, all those guys that are free agents, Walker, Cookie. I'll do a whole video just dedicated to them. And that'll be about um, whether I think they should be re-signed or not, or if they should be extended or, or not extended. They're all free agents. If, if they should be signed. Um, but today we're just going to focus on the non-Met free agents. So some of the big names you're going to hear about today are Aaron Judge. You can hear about Trey Turner, Rodon. Um, so we're going to get into that. Now, I, I do want to mention another episode that I want to talk about uh, for the future, giving you a little bit a, of trailers, little trailers here for future episodes. Um, I'm going to do an episode about trades, trades I'd like to see. Um, obviously, big name out there, Shohei Otani, has been rumored rumored to be on the trade block. Um, so... In that trading video, I will most likely just talk about Otani the entire time and what do I think uh, if the Mets should do it and what they should give up and, and, and everything like that. And is there a line? You know, uh, this this previous trade deadline, a lot of us said, oh, there's no, you know, I would give up anything for Soto. Um, I don't know that that's going too well for the Padres right now. You know, Soto... We saw his defense in Philadelphia the last couple nights, at least while I'm filming this. We saw it was not very good. That would have been in game three, for reference. <laughs> not very good defense. He's not hitting up to expectations. That was the last time that Mets fan said, let's let's go all in and, and give everything for Soto. Should we give everything for Otani? It's a future episode, but I've stalled enough. Let's get into free agents here. Um, I'm going to go on the poor assumption because I think this is a bad assumption, but again, I'll talk about it in the next, next episode that none of our free agents, none of the meth free agents are going to be resigned. I don't think that's a good assumption. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think some of them will, will resign here. Uh, but because I want to save that little, you know, nugget of information for next episode. We're just going to assume that. Um, so I think before we look at the free agents, we got to look at what do the Mets need? Well, they need pitching. Pitching, 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 pitching. You will hear me say they need pitching. Because um, they do. They're Basically, their entire rotation, they're all free agents, right? DeGrom, is a free agent, obviously. We know about him. Uh, are still on the team for at least one more year. He could opt out at the end of 2023, but he's here for 2023. Um, he, Bassett is a free agent. He's a free agent. So is Cookie and Walker. Basically, our entire starting pitching. Um, so is Trevor Williams, who we used as a spot starter here and there. Um, so we really... When it comes down to the pitchers that we do have for next year, that are on the team currently, all we have right now for potential starters would be Max Scherzer, Tyler McGill, and David Peterson. Um, well, first of all, that's not five men for the five-man rotation. Second of all, we definitely need to upgrade there. Uh, another place that I would like to upgrade is hitting. Um, yes, Hitting, um, specifically in the DH, obviously Darren Ruff, famously. Mets fans are not a huge fan of him. He hasn't worked out. Uh, but today, again, today is looking to the future. We, I don't like to look towards the past here, crying about why we trade for Ruff. Why didn't we sign Schwarber? Why didn't we sign Real Muto? Look to the future. Look to who we can get because that. You know, let's be realistic here. Let's not cry over spilled milk. Let's, let's see what is possible in the future. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the two big things. I think bullpen, a lot of our bullpen arms, Adovino, Lugo, uh, May, Diaz, they're all free agents. Um, half, of, half of our bullpen is free agents. At least the best parts of our bullpen are free agents. 
And um, so, yeah, pitching is a big thing for starting rotation and for bullpen. Hitting-wise, I think they can upgrade here and there. But we'll talk about that. So, right now, I have the MLB article pulled up right here from MLB.com. It was posted on October 12th, and this is a position-by-position breakdown of all the 2022-2023, so free agents this year, this offseason. So we'll go through them all, even if the Mets don't need um, a a certain position. I'll still mention the big names. So, for example, the first one is catchers. So the big catchers here are uh, Wilson Contreras, who, you know, the Mets were rumored in in connection to in the trade deadline. Uh, You have Mike Zanino is here, Gary Sanchez, uh, Christian Vasquez, um, Yadier Molina, and not really anything else good, which is okay, because the Mets do not need a catcher. We don't need a catcher. I know we don't like McCann. Um... But we don't need a catcher because we got, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood once again, Alvarez next year. Hopefully we have him. Uh, hopefully we do more of a Michael Harris the second thing, more of a Spencer Strider thing. Let's start Alvarez at the beginning of the year, get him some at-bats, um, and hopefully he finds his rhythm. He gets hot. Uh, he, he, really, last year, uh, or I guess this year, 2022, right? Um, when when the Mets brought up Francisco Alvarez for uh, for the Brave series, right? When they brought him up for the Brave series, it really wasn't fair on his part. Um, it wasn't fair on Alvarez uh, to put him in such a high pressure situation for his first MLB at bat and his first three major league games. Really not fair for the kid, um, especially especially that he hasn't had that much time in AAA. Um, so I don't really blame Alvarez for, you know, not that he did horrible this year. He did better than McCann did. But um, he I would say this year, 2022, he didn't live up to the hype. And I don't really blame him because he only played, what, six games in the regular season? And then... He, I think, I think. Don't quote me on this. He got one, maybe two at bats in the in the wild card, maybe. But you know, to have those three games in Atlanta, which are basically playoff games, they were playoff games at the time, right? It's what it felt like. That's it had an, a huge impact on the playoffs. Um, and then the three wild card games with the three Nationals games sandwiched in between. It's really unfair that for the first nine games of his major league career, six of his nine games he had to play with an immense pressure on him uh, for a you know for his first major league debut. Now, you know I'm not going to use pressure for as an excuse for you know some of the other players like Lindor or or. Degrom, who have been to the postseason and 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 have dealt with that stuff. Uh, not that those two did wrong, but I'm just saying it's different from a veteran who's been to the postseason, who's who's seen the bright lights uh, and the loud crowds of, of postseason baseball, compared to a minor leaguer who's being called up to play in the postseason. Sometimes it can work, right? Randy Arozarena. I don't believe he was called up for the postseason, but he was a rookie. Like, I think they called him up in September, like mid to early September, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong on that. And he did great in, in the postseason, right? He, he went nuts. I think he tied or broke Daniel Murphy's um, record of most consecutive hits. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But my point is I don't think you should be um, down on Alvarez just because – it's a tough situation for the kid. Really, you know, tough for him. But luckily, we do not need catchers. I think we're in good hands for for now with Francisco Alvarez. There aren't really any um, awesome names for catchers, so that kind of works out. Right? There aren't really any big JTR Real Muto-esque catchers here. There's no catchers here that 
really bring it offensively and defensively. They're one or the other. Um, now, let's move on to first baseman. Now you might say, well, we definitely don't need a first baseman. We have Pete Alonso, and I 100% agree with you. Love Pete. Pete's great. He is our first baseman. But I like to, I, I think first base is a good place to look for potentially a DH to slot in for rough. Maybe even Vogelback. I love Vogelback's personality. Um, but if you can find someone who's, and I know, I know, this is, seems like heretical here. If you can find someone who's just a better Vogelback, I might be okay replacing Vogelback. <laughs> you know, I know. I love his personality. He's great. Uh, he's one of those players like like Bartol Colon, like Wilmer Flores, where you get emotionally attached to them uh, because of who they are as a person, not really of who they are as a player. Uh, not to say that Bartolo and Wilmer didn't have their moments. They did. But, you know, I think we really love them more because of their personality and not because of what they added to the team on the field. Uh, although I guess you can argue against that with Wilmer being the walk-off king, but um, you know, I think Vogelback's one of those players where if we can find a better Vogelback, you know, a better hitter, I'm cool with that. A better hitter who hits righties for DH. I'm down, you know, I'm down to, to replace Vogelback, but I, I don't think it's likely. Um, I just don't think it will happen. Um, so the first baseman here, um, we do have a few first basemen here. We have Anthony Rizzo, who can opt out. Um, I don't know that he will. Uh, he seems to really enjoy it in the Bronx. Um, I, not, you know, I, I, I don't know. Wouldn't be my first pick here. Uh, we have Josh Bell, who was coveted at the trade deadline. Uh, again, probably won't be my first pick here. He had a pretty ice-cold second half. Um, not, not you know, he, he he seems throughout his whole career to, to have, he's very streaky. He's a streaky player. He has really, really good years, and then he has bad years. And I don't know, not consistent enough for me. Brandon Belt, 35 years old. Uh, you know, I, I, he's, he's not that great. And for that age, I think I'm good. I really do. I think I'm good. Um, who else do we have? Aguilar, who has a mutual option with the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, if he was dropped by, by, uh, Miami, he's dropped by the Marlins. I don't think we need to, uh, I don't think we need to look into him. Uh, a few other names here, but Eric Hosmer, who can opt out. I don't know that he will opt out. Um, you know, he's Eric Hosmer. He, he's like Robinson Cano for first base. He's a really bad contract. No one really wants, right? He's on the Red Sox now. So, yeah. Uh, but I think the first baseman that I would like to see, unless, you know, unless we see like an Otani or someone like that, which again, I'll talk about in the future, I'd like to see Jose Abreu as our DH, as our uh, our righty DH, right? Uh, now, I don't know his splits versus righties and lefties. All I know is he, he's a good player, right? He um, His career regular season average was 292. He's 243 home runs, 863 RBIs last year. Last year, he played 157 games for the White Sox. Um, he had he had 15 home runs. So that's a little bit that's less than I thought he would have. Um, but that's still better than what Ruff had this year, right? You have to think about that when upgrading. Abreu, 15 home runs isn't great, but that's 15 more home runs than we have this year, right? This is also what you got to look at with Alvarez. I would play Alvarez the whole year next year if we're going to jump back to catcher a little bit because Nito and um, McCann combined had like what? One, two, three, 
definitely not more than five homers the whole year, right? Alvarez, if Alvarez hits five homers, he's better than Nito and McCann combined last year. That's an upgrade. That is an upgrade there. Um, so Jose Abreu, I mean, I don't know how much he's going to make. He's 36 years old, so you're really just going to sign him as a DH. He's going to be a DH, right? If the Mets sign him, he's a DH. Um, you know, I, I think he is I, – I looked through this list very quickly before making this. I think he's your best DH option to replace Ruff. Uh, now, whether they would move Ruff to the bench or trade him, try to get rid of him, or just straight up drop him like they drop Cano and eat the money, I don't know. But we'll see that. We'll see what happens with that. But I would love to see Jose Bray as our um, – it's our DH. Again, 75 RBIs. That's more than Vogelback and Ruff had. That's more than Vogelback, Ruff, and J.D. Davis had combined this year. Uh, so, you know what? We take it. We'll take it. You know, uh, second base, we don't need um, We don't need a second baseman. But just for your information, I will let you know who's here. We have Gene Segura from the Phillies, uh, who does have a club option. Um, Adam Frazier, um, Colton Wong has a club option. Josh Harrison has a club option. Jonathan VR, who was good for us in 2021, has a mutual option. Um, other than that, no one really here at second base, which is, again, very similar to catcher. Fine. We don't need second base, right? We have McNeil. We have Gourmet uh, as the backup. We're, we're good as gold in there. We don't need anyone at second base. Okay. Oh, boy. This, this is where it gets interesting. And I, can't, I, I don't know. Should I save this? I kind of want to save this for last. I think I'm going to save shortstops for last. Or second to last. We'll go through all the other position players. And then we'll go with shortstops. Because I think shortstops, there's the most to talk about here. Um, third base. Right, third base right now, we have... Um, we have Eduardo Escobar at third. We're going to have Beatty at third. I don't know if Beatty's going to be here next year. Uh, I mean, he's with us, right? He's a prospect. He's going to be with us. I don't know if he's going to be in AAA or if he's going to be in the bigs. Um, we'll see. Again, kind of similar to the first two. There aren't very many big names here when it comes to third baseman. You have Justin Turner, who has a club option, who... I'm sorry I brought his name up. Let's forget about that. Let's move on. Uh, Joey Wendell, who has a mutual option. Drury, Brandon Drury, who's on the uh, Padres. He, you know, we had him for a little bit there. Evan Longoria, who has a club option. Um, and uh, Michael Frank, Michael Franco, excuse me. Also, just thought I'd throw that name in. Not, not a good name, but, you know, a name we know. We know him. Uh, the biggest third baseman. Nolan Arenado. Now, you might be saying, well, Nolan Arenado doesn't, you know, he doesn't have, the Cardinals just signed him, right? Well, he does have, he can opt out. Very similar to DeGrom this year, he can opt out of that money. I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, A year ago, I would have said, no, there's no way he opts out, but I don't know. He had a really good year. He had an MVP caliber year. He could hypothetically win MVP. I, I don't think so. But he could. He might opt out. He's 32. He's 32 years old, so he's a little bit older. You don't want to give him like the – I would give him like five years at most. Um, but I don't I don't think they're interested in Arenado. I think if the Mets were interested in Arenado, they would have gotten him uh, when he was available along with Lindor. He was free agent not last year last offseason, but the offseason before, the, the one Lindor was a free agent in, uh, I think if they were interested in him, they would have gotten him. And I think they're not getting him because they don't want to block Beatty. Right? You got to, <clears throat> excuse me, you got to save some space for the prospects. You can't, you can't buy a whole, uh, Steve Cohen could hypothetically buy a whole team, but, you know, you'd like to save some room for prospects. You'd like to. Um, so I don't think Nolan Arenado is really, it's like, I don't think he's likely. Uh, and that's if he opts out. We don't know if he's going to opt out. Again, I don't think they plan on blocking 
the position where our you know second best prospect is planned to be um left fielders so we're looking at left fielders here i see another really good name here that would be awesome uh, for the designated hitter um but let let's take a look here so this is not it i'm gonna, gonna name the good name later uh, joey gallo who's 29 uh is a left fielder he is a free agent andrew benintendi is a free agent duval i'm duval's a free agent uh robbie grossman who you know we're not a big fan of he was on the braves this year uh jerks and profar another guy we're not a huge fan of um Tommy Pham, Corey Dickerson, Jorge Soler can opt out. He can opt out of his contract with the Marlins. I don't know. He didn't – I don't know what his numbers were this year. I'll look that up right now. But he didn't – you know, no one was really talking about him this year. I wonder if that was because he was on the Marlins or he just didn't have a good um, – I mean, 13 home runs. Yeah, that's disappointing. I guess he – well – Last year, he hit 27 home runs between Kansas City and Atlanta. Yeah, that's disappointing for uh, for Solaire. On base percentage, 295. Slugging, 400. OPS plus was a 95. Uh, batting average was 207. Uh, 90 strikeouts and 30 walks. Um, and he was only in 72 games. Did he get hurt this year? He might have gotten hurt this year. Um, I, I don't think he's going to opt out, uh, Solaire, and I don't think I would really be interested in him anyway. Uh, Tommy Faham, I forgot to mention when I named him before, he has a mutual option uh, with – who was he with? He was with the Reds, I think, right? Um, I believe so, but – Oh no! Wait, didn't didn't he, he got traded to the Red Sox? Yeah, but he he's not. No, we don't we don't need him. We're good. We don't need him. I don't know if I mentioned that Profar Jerks and Profar. I'm sorry, I had to bring up his name again. Not sure if I mentioned he has a player option. I'm not gonna say anything about him. Like I said about Fam right there, that we don't need him. But yeah, uh, a guy I would like to see the Mets get again. Another potential guy here. Jacques Peterson, um, he is a free agent next year. Now, again, we wouldn't use him as, at least I don't think, I hope we wouldn't use him as an outfielder. He's not the best when it comes to the outfield. Uh, but he would be a good, you know, if you get him for relatively cheap, he'd be a good Vogelback replacement. He's a lefty, right, just like Vogelback. Um, and he would basically be a, you know, He'd be a DH or a bat off the bench. If you really want to use him as a bat off the bench, I think if the Mets get him, he's going to be a DH. He's going to replace Vogelback. And then they'll either trade Vogelback or, again, they'll drop him or whatever. Um, I, I, Jock Peterson, I think he's a pretty good upgrade. You know what? Let, let me pull up uh, Vogelback in a separate baseball reference page. So if you don't know, Baseball Reference is amazing for um, looking up players' stats throughout their whole career, current and retired players. So let's look at Jock here. Let's see. He was in 134 games this year, while uh, Vogelback was in 130 games this year between the Pirates and the Mets. Um Vogelback had 461 play appearances, 386 at-bats, whereas, yeah, Peterson had 380 at-bats. Vogelback hit 18 home runs this year. Again, all of these stats for Vogelback is between the Mets and the Pirates, both teams. This is combined for him. Peterson hit 23. He hit 23 home runs compared to Vogelback's 18. Um, Vogelbaum had a two thirty eight batting average, and Peterson had a two seventy four uh, batting average, and slugging. Peterson had a five twenty one slugging, whereas Vogelback had a four thirty three slugging. So yeah, 
Peterson is pretty much superior to Vogelback in every sense of the word. Um, I know, I know, it's probably not a, a, a popular thing to say, but yeah. So that's left fielders. Um, center fielders, we got, obviously, Nimmo is a free agent. Nimmo's a free agent. We'll have to see what I say about him. Other than him, a little spoiler, I guess, here for when I talk about Nimmo in the upcoming um, upcoming pod. There aren't really any other good options to replace him with here. You have Kevin Kiermeyer, who is club option. Jake Marisnik, former Met. Billy Hamilton, former Met. Travis Jankowski, former Met. Kevin Pillar, former Met. A lot of former Mets here. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., who has a mutual option. Um, Lorenzo Kane, who, again, brings up bad memories, but no one's really a, uh, you know, as good offensively and defensively as Nemo is here. Um, a lot of these guys here for center fielders, they are listed, um, you know, they're listed here and they are mostly defensive guys. Um, right fielders. We got right fielders here. Um, I, I, before we get to right fielders, because there's still, I think, a lot to talk about when it comes to designated hitters, when it comes to the shortstops that save that uh, right field. We're going to have a pretty long talk about Judge here. Um, I'm actually going to split this episode up into two halves uh, because this is taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. This is just going to be the uh, just the offensive. I'll do a whole other video talking about starting pitching. Uh, and relief pitching, and what I think they should do with that. Because I, I didn't think this would take that long. I thought this would be shorter. I don't want to, you know, make you guys listen to an hour podcast, unless you like that. Um, you are here to listen to me ramble. But right field. Here we go, right field. we got Mitch Hanniger, who's a free agent. Um, Stephen Piscotti, who has a club option. Tyler Naquin. You know, he's a Met. He's a free agent. Will Myers has a club option. Obviously, obviously, the big guy here is Aaron Judge. Let's let's go to designated hitters. Let's we'll go to designated hitters. We'll backtrack. We'll talk about Judge because he's the big guy. Right, he's gonna be. This is gonna be like that one year that was in uh, what the 2018-2019 off season. Yeah, that, that where Harper and Machado were the two big guys. Right, Judge is gonna be the big guy this off season. Let's talk about designated hitters. We'll backtrack to Judge, and then we'll backtrack to the shortstops, and we'll call it an episode there. Designated hitters here. You know, I said that I think we need a designated hitter, whether that be someone who can hit lefties or righties. We definitely need someone who can hit righties. Um, We brought him up. He didn't seem ready. I'd like to uh, add someone here, but I I don't know if there's anyone in this group that really stands out to me that says, I need to have that player. And uh, something I should know, I do want to know, I don't know everything about all these players, right? I, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I, I think the perfect example was over last offseason. I had never heard of Chris Bassett. From what I knew, he was the worst out of all three of those starters in Oakland, right? Out of Montas, Manaya, and Bassett. He was the worst out of the three. Mets traded for him. It's like, oh, okay. I wonder who this guy is. I've never seen him play because I don't, I don't watch Oakland A's games. Um, and he turned out to be, he had the best year out of those three A's pitchers, right? He had the best year. Uh, so I should say, I'm not a professional when it comes to this. I'm a fan like you. I probably know the same amount of information that you know. Um, you know, I, I, I listen to base, Stuff about baseball, experts about baseball. I get some of my information from MLB The Show. You know, 
Uh, I'm a fan. I watch the games. I listen to the broadcasters. I'm a fan just like you. So I, none of this is, you know, just because I said, I think the Mets should get Peterson or I think they should get Abreu. That doesn't mean that there's insider knowledge on that. There is no. And, uh, you know, that could be the wrong move. That you know, that could be the wrong move. And I don't know. This is just my opinion. All this stuff is my opinion. I should have said this at the beginning. But it is just my opinion. On to the designated hitters. Here we got J.D. Martinez, who surprisingly was not traded at the trade deadline. He's 35 years old. Michael Brantley, 36. Matt Carpenter, he's having a good year for the Yankees. Not doing well in the playoffs, just like the rest of the Yankees lineup. But having a a pretty decent year. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, which... No, no, thank you. Uh, I think we're good on, you know, I saw McCutcheon play for Philly for those few years, and I think we're good. Um, I don't really want him. Uh, Trey Mancini, who, he's 31, um, mutual option with the Astros. I I don't know how he, let me check again. Let's check his baseball reference here. Um I don't know how he how he did with Houston. He hasn't been like out of worldly. I don't think Houston in fifty one games with Houston. He's hit eight home runs, um, seven doubles, eighteen walks, batting average of one seventy six. So his batting average is really bad. Uh, over, I mean, it's a fifty game span, so you can't really, you can't really. But he didn't really. Seems like he didn't really have a good second half with uh, with Houston. Um, so I could really pass on him again. Vogelback has a club option, so he could be a a free agent, or the Mets could just decide to keep him, right? And they don't. Have, they, I think they just have to. Uh, they have to just exercise the option. I think he'd be paid more money. So they actually. I think I mentioned before that they um, they could trade or or drop Vogelback, but if they get Peterson, they could just let Vogelback walk, and they don't have to give him the option. I didn't know that he had a club option, so that makes the potential Jock Peterson acquisition even easier. Is you just let Vogelback walk, you don't give him the option, and you pick up Jock Peterson. Obviously, you'd pick up Jock Peterson first, hopefully, but. Uh, you got Nelson Cruz, who has a mutual option, who, you know, didn't really do well this year. But I think part of that isn't his fault. Um, he has no protection in that lineup with the Nationals, especially after Soto was traded away. So, you know, Charlie Blackman, who has a player option with the Rockies. We have uh, Jed Lowry. I'm sorry that I brought up that name. Um I don't know who he is. Who was he? I, I, I don't know. Has he played? Has he, is he a major leaguer? Has he played? I don't know if I've ever seen him play. Anyway, <laughs> obviously, sore subject there. Let's skip him. Uh, and, and that's really it for, the, for who they have under designated hitters. Obviously, like I said, you could take Jose, you could sign Jose Abreu, take him, put him in, in DH. Same thing with Jock Peterson. You could sign him, take him, put him in DH. And, and that's perfectly fine, too. They just had those guys listed under their position players, which under their positions, which for both of those positions, we don't need them. right? I think Jock was listed on the left field. We have Cano. We don't really need him in left. And first base, we have Pete. Uh, we don't need Abreu at first, but we would we could potentially sign either of those guys as designated hitters. Um, Now, here we go. Here we go. Here's the big names. I'll do this one first. Let's do Mr. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Here's the question. And here's here's the final Jeopardy question here uh, from Alex Trebek. Would I like the Mets to sign Aaron Judge? That's the question, right? That, that's the question. I I don't think so. I do not want the Mets to sign Aaron Judge. I know. I know. That's that. 
Aaron Judge just broke the American League home run record, right? He has been an amazing player over the past few years, right? Or ever since he, he was brought up to the bigs. He's been an amazing player. There's a few reasons why I don't want him. Reason why I do want him, why I do want him, is, well, I think we all know the reason. I think we all share this reason. If if you're a Mets fan, you probably are watching this. We'd love to see the Yankee fans cry. We'd love that. We really would. I, you know, I. Sometimes we hold it in. We try not to act like that. You know, try not to act petty and and everything. I think Steve Cohen, even himself, and I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know if he wants Judge or if he doesn't or whatever. I think he knows if he signs Judge, there, there's going to be uh, – the, the the newspapers. The newspapers in New York are going to be something the, the day after. I could tell you that. Um, it's going to be big news, very big news. And, um, you know, that rivalry, you know, I think the rivalry between the Mets and Yankees is very strong right now. Um, ever since the uh, 2021 Subway Series, I think it's been even stronger, right? Where uh, Lindor hit three home runs that one game, which was an amazing game. Love that game. Um, so obviously that would be nice. That would be nice to sign Judge and have uh, have all my Yankee fan friends cry. And, uh, you know, I could tell them, Listen, you should have just had the richest owner in baseball as your team owner. Too bad they don't. Your the Yankees don't want to spend. You know that would be nice. All the all the making fun of them and everything. But I think when you look at him, right, he is thirty one years old. He's thirty one years old. Aaron Judge. He's gotten hurt in his twenties. Um, I don't know that I feel comfortable giving him. Anything above a five-year contract. And I'm assuming he's going to get more than five years. Whoever signs him is going to get more than five years. Either the Yankees are going to give him more than five. Or the Giants. I think the Giants. And we'll talk about the shortstops too. I think the San Francisco Giants are a dark horse for basically every big free agent this year. They don't have any large contracts. They could use a right fielder. They could use a shortstop for all the amazing shortstop names that are there. Um, so, yeah. Aaron, I think Andrew's going to get more than five. And I think that worries me. That worries me. I, I, I think 36, right? He'd be 36 at the end of a five-year deal. I, I think I'm still comfortable with that. I think I'm still good with that. Once you get to the six, the seven, the eight-year deals... I, I don't know. Do I really want him to my into his late thirties? I don't really know. I, I don't really. I know he's an amazing player, but he's he's getting hurt in his twenties. That's not going to get better with age. That doesn't get better with age. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I mean, he would be an impact bat. He would change the lineup for sure uh, for next year, right? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I also don't know his... I know this year he's not really doing well in the playoffs, but I don't know his playoff history, so I can't speak to that. I cannot speak to that, whether he's amazing in the playoffs or not really good. I don't really know. All I know is this year he's not really good, but you can't really judge him on only this year, especially considering the Yankees have been in the playoffs for, I think, his entire career. Um but yeah, Aaron Judge, I, I think there are other ways I would spend the money. I think if you sign Judge and you're willing to spend the money on on pitching still, on maybe another bat, another big bat, not maybe another bat. You're going to get another big bat either way. But, you know, a, a big bat. I, I don't want Judge to be, and I, I don't know that he will be. Because we saw Lindor get the big contract the first year, and we and we thought, you know, oh, Steve Cohen has the limit. That's it. That's all we're gonna get. Then we got Scherzer the next year. You know, we got Scherzer last off season. 
So I, I, I don't know if there's going to be any limits for Steve Cohen. I don't, I don't know. He could sign Judge this year and then next year sign Otani. And I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a limit to him. Uh, I know there's, you know, I know there's taxes. There's limit. There's, um, you know, taxes he have to pay if he spends more. I know that. I, um, but so far he seems dedicated to adding amazing players to our team. So I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. We will see. Um, I don't think I'd lean toward Aaron, toward Aaron Judge. I think I'd lean toward toward a shortstop here. And pitching. And pitching, too. There's some pitchers I'd like to see. But that'll be in the next episode, as I discussed. Um, as for shortstops, let's talk about shortstops here. I'm going to leave what I think is the big name for last. We'll go through the rest. Um, so you might be saying... And I think it's very logical why you'd be saying this is, why are you talking about shortstops? We don't need a shortstop. We got Lindor. I agree. We got Lindor. Maybe, maybe there's a possibility you can, what you can do is you um, wouldn't defensively be the best team. Potentially you can spend money on a new shortstop free agent, put that guy at second, Move Jeff McNeil to left field, move Marte from right to center, and then Canna to right. Uh, so you could potentially, you know, essentially replace Nimmo with a, a, a shortstop bat. Could also, if you wanted to, just saying, if you if Steve Cohen really wanted to, you can have Nimmo in center, Starling Marte in right, McNeil in left, and a new shortstop here. And you bench Canna and use Canna for DH and you use Canna as a bench bat. That would be pretty good too. Especially with the names here. Especially with the names here. A lot of these names are better than Canna. Um, let's look at some of them. So some of the lower tier names here. We get Elvis Andrews, we uh, who's 34. Jose Glacius, who's 32. Angelton Simmons, who's 33. D. Strange Gordon, 35. D.D. Gregorius, who's 33 years old. Those aren't the big names. Those are all the small names. The big names here. Let's get into the big names. Tim Anderson, who I didn't know, has a club option. He is a free agent. I don't think the Mets would pick him up. I don't think he's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't... I mean, again, he's one of those players like Bassett where... I can't say that I watch the uh, the White Sox that often as a Mets fan, so I don't know, but I don't think he's that much of a, an impact bat where he, um, yeah, he's not really that much of an impact bat after looking, just a, I'm not going to read him out, just a quick glimpse at his, uh, his baseball reference page, but we do have the top four here, the top four shortstops we got. Carlos Correa, who can opt out of his deal with the Twins. I think he will. He had a pretty good year this year. Um, obviously, Correa has experience in the postseason. We know this. He's 28. He's the youngest out of these four shortstops. Should be duly noted. Um, now, the other thing about shortstop is you have to realize that a lot of these shortstops, very much like Lindor, are going to get paid a lot by another team. Now, they're going to get paid a lot by a team who doesn't have a shortstop. Um, because a lot of these, basically all these guys, I wouldn't say Tim Anderson. I don't really know about Tim Anderson. But these other four are amazing at defense. They're they're very good defensive shortstops. Um, so that adds a lot of, um, you know, <laughs> that, that adds a lot to their worth. Uh, to their con their potential contract. So if you're going to take one of these guys and you're essentially not really going to use them as a shortstop, you're not going to use their defensive, you know, half of them. You're just going to use their offensive half. You better not spend all, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's not my money, but you know, these guys, Lindor got paid so much because he's good offensively and he's good defensively and shortstop is as, you know, a, a position that requires a really good defender. Um, you know? So, I'm just saying, Carlos Correa is going to get paid a lot by the Giants. 
who don't have a shortstop right now. Um, or they have Brandon Crawford, but Carlos Correa is much better than Brandon Crawford, right? Uh, he's going to be paid a lot by a team that needs a shortstop and not a team that needs a second baseman because he's not a se- he can play second, but he's not a second baseman. You know what I mean? I think I explained that well in the sense that th- their price, because these guys are good defenders, and we don't really need them as defenders because we got Lindor, their price is probably going to be higher than what we would pay for them, right? Uh, realistically, if we wanted to, to pay Carlos Correa to be our second baseman, who you know, we still need a good defensive second baseman, but, you know, it's you don't need a defensive wizard at second base like you do at short. Um, we'd obviously like to pay him less than a team that's going to pay him to be their shortstop. Because a team like the Giants that's going to pay him to be their shortstop, it's going to pay him a lot because he brings offense and defense. If we're only going to use him for the deep, for the, excuse me, for the offense, really, we kind of don't want to pay the same amount that the Giants would pay for him, you know? So it might be hard to get one of these guys, but you don't know. Carlos Correa, I think is a good option. There's one that I have my eyes on here. I have my eyes set here. Xander Bogarts, X going to give it to you. 30 years old. He can't opt out. Um, he's, again, really, really good defensively. I don't think he's as good offensively as the rest of the guys here. Um, I'm going to look him up right, right now. I don't think he's as good offensively um, as the others here. Um I mean, he's okay. 15 home runs last year. Batting average 307, which is good. On base percentage, 377. Um, I know yeah. Slugging, 456. Um, OPS, 833. OPS plus, 131. Uh, I mean, he was good, right? He, he was okay. Um I don't think he's as much of an offensive juggernaut as some of these other players. And then the top two. A player, and both of these are players we know very, very well. First one is Dansby Swanson, who's 29. I hope we see him in a new uniform. That's all I'll say. Uh, He really broke out this year, and he was really good. Dansby Swanson was, I I mean, I don't... if you're a Mets fan, you watch this year. I don't really need to tell you how good Dansby Swanson is. I think you know. Um, so yeah, option. I I, I think he, I, again. I think he, him specifically. I think he's going to be paid a lot by a team that needs a shortstop for some reason. I just feel it. I feel it in me that like the Giants or maybe even Seattle might come out of nowhere and say, "Listen, we need a shortstop." Bam. Here's all this money. Um, but the player that I have my eyes set on here, Mr. Trey Turner. Trey Turner is 29 at a 13.1 war. He, again, I, I don't. if you've been watching the Mets over the last five years, I don't need to tell you how good Trey Turner is. We saw it in Washington. He is an amazing player. He gets on base. He has the speed threat. He's an amazing defender. He's an amazing runner. Um, he has power for for you know relatively for short stops. I think he would be amazing. I love to see Trey Turner in a New York Mets uniform. Uh, now him specifically compared to the other the other three here compared to Swanson, Bogarts, and Correa, you have an extra level of. Um, you can move him around everywhere. Um, you know, you have an extra level of utility with him. That's the word I was looking for. Um, he can play second base. He can play center field, even. He's played center field for the Dodgers a little bit. Um, hypothetically, you can not sign Nemo and sign Trey Turner. Now, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I think, again, I mean, I already hinted to it, but ideally what I would like to see is you sign Trey Turner, you put him at second, you move McNeil to the left, and you put you keep Nimmo in center, you keep Martin right, and you put Canna on the bench or in the DH. 
Because Canna's great. I love Canna. I love his personality. I love him as a hitter, right? He's great. Trey Turner's better. We're looking to upgrade this team, and to have Canna as a bench bat makes this team much better. And, and that's just saying to the credit of Canna, is that Canna's really good. But to have Canna come off the bench in the end of the game, you know, late in the game, and, and put together an amazing at bat would be phenomenal. That would be awesome. Um, so I'd love to see Trey Turner become a New York man. So there we go. I gave you, I think, the top three hitters that I would love to see in a New York Mets uniform. Jose Abreu, Jock Peterson, Trey Turner. The top three I'd love to see. Um, I've given you some I don't want to see, like Aaron Judge. Uh, now that being said, if the Mets sign Aaron Judge, again, they know more than I do. They know more than I do about um, health and, and, and projections and stuff like that. I'm not going to cry if they sign Aaron Judge. I do get to enjoy uh, the mockery of Yankee fans all around the world, um, where I get to mock those Yankee fans instead of receiving mockery from them. Uh, but, yeah, so that's really it for the hitters. Again, I didn't talk about the Mets. I didn't talk about the the Mets that are free agents, which I guess would really, when it comes to offense, just be Nimmo, right? That's really all it would be. Um so yeah, I think the next next episode is I think the next episode I'm gonna do the Mets free agents that I'd like to see who I like you know, figure out who I'd like to see return and who I wouldn't. Then I might do the pitchers after that, or I might combine the two, because the majority of the Mets free agents are pitchers, like I said. I might combine the two. Um I think by the, after that episode comes out, um, the championship series will be over. So maybe I'll do an episode about that, talking about that, about that matchup, predicting, and you know, have a little fun there if you guys want to do that, just because it's the World Series. And um, so yeah, those are the free agents coming this year. Obviously, whenever the Mets sign someone, whether it's someone I asked for, or someone I didn't, or someone I said I don't want this year. Um, I want to, and it happens this year. Um, this is just my wish list. It's just my wish list to Santa. I'll react to those presents when they come because I'm sure those presents. Uh, I I think Steve Cohen, again, knock on wood, he's gonna have some presents for us this off season. We'll see. Let's see. Let's look to the future again. Let's kind of enjoy the playoff baseball now. We get to, I, I don't know, I'm still enjoying it, even though the Mets aren't in it. I always love playoff baseball. It's exciting. It's fun. I get to root against the Yankees. I guess I get to root against the Phillies, I guess, kind of. I don't really like the Padres, but I think I hate the Phillies more. Uh, playoff baseball is fun now. Let's enjoy this now while we got it, you know, even though the Mets aren't in it anymore. But let's look to the future and and. See what what is possible in the future. What what could this team look like next year? So, thank you for joining me. It did go a little bit longer than I thought. You know, I said I, I don't want this to be an hour, so it turned out to be an hour episode about this. We are talking free agents. Free agents take a long time, but it's a good thing. Halfway through, I decided to split off the pictures into their own episode. Because uh, then this episode would have been like two hours long. <laughs> so thank you for uh, sticking it through with me this this hour long episode. Um, and I I want to hear all your feedback. I'm new to this. Do you like the longer episodes? Would you rather me split it up into uh, less episodes? You know, or not less episodes, shorter episodes. Excuse me, where you know. 10 minutes I talk about right field free agents and 10 minutes and that's one episode. And then 10 minutes I talk about shortstops and that's one episode. Would you like me to, to cut out all of the, um, like the catcher, like specifically for this episode, I talked about catchers, which we didn't need, but I felt like I needed to inform you about who's a free agent or catchers or so, you know, um, would you like me to cut out that stuff that, that, you know, I didn't really have an opinion on with the Mets because 
we're, we're all set. I don't know, let me know. Any feedback? Does the audio sound better? Stuff like that. Please let me know because I want to make this podcast better for you guys. Um, so, yeah, let me know all that stuff. Again, thank you for listening along. Let's go, Mets. And super excited about the offseason to come. So thank you. I'll see you guys next time.